In baseball, according to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, the Astros, Twins, Braves, and Brewers are among the teams showing interest in giant starter Madison Bumgarner. Lavelle E. Neal III of the Minneapolis Star Tribune is reporting that the Twins have checked in on the availability of Blue Jays closer Ken Giles. Two stars are out of the All-Star game this week. Max Scherzer and Christian Yelich have both backed out. Yelich was supposed to take part in the home run derby, but due to a lingering back issue, he said he cannot go. And in the NBA, Jeremy Grant has been traded to the Nuggets. That's going to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The Nuggets will send Oklahoma City a 2020 first-round pick in exchange. And Chris Dunn is available for the right price. That's going to Casey Johnson of the Chicago Tribune. And finally, the NBA champs are bringing in a new forward. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson agrees to a deal with Toronto. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Maronis, solo for the final hour here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Monday afternoon as we are in the All-Star break at the Home Run Derby tonight, All-Star game tomorrow. And usually that signals the start of the fantasy football season, although we have been covering fantasy football for pretty much all year, but really the last couple months we have started uh, you can find all of that on FullTimeFantasy.com as Sean Childs is close to a finish with all his team outlooks. Uh, latest is a look at the Seattle Seahawks, so you can check that out in depth. Become a member today. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get you 50% off your first two months. So a lot of people have been, been asking questions, where to find my rankings. They're not on the site yet. They are done. They should be up shortly, as well as our consensus rankings, but... A lot of articles up. I'm going to have an article. Should be posted today or tomorrow on a player who I think is overvalued. So you can check that out. Uh, Dr. Oda continues to look at his training camp questions. And, of course, we're going to have sleepers, bust, overvalued, our preseason pro picks where you get insight from some of the top high-stakes players around uh, and myself, Dr. Roto. So it's really valuable information. Uh, Alvin Kamara was on that list as a rookie. Uh, so there's always good stuff, and that's – worth the price of admission alone is the preseason pro picks from uh, high-stakes players. So lots more content ahead uh, preparing you for the fantasy football season. Got the waiver wire report for baseball from Sean Childs as well as uh, depth chart bullpen updates. I'll uh, do my stock watch as well this week for baseball here as we are in the all-star break. And, you know, someone on the message board, and that's part of the membership too, is you can ask questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. You know, someone was saying they liked seeing the draft reviews and hearing us talk about it uh, because, you know, we're going to give you strategy as well. And I already have a couple of draft recaps up on the site. One is I was in it. So you get my thoughts as I build my team from the FSGA draft that took place in New York City about a week and a half ago. So I kind of go through my thoughts on how I built my team so you could check that out. And I also reviewed an online championship. We actually had a couple of the participants in that league online last week as well. You can check those 
on demand. Of course, anytime you want, you can listen to any previous show. Just go to your podcast, search Full Time Fantasy, and check it out. So, you know, I like to go through the teams and give my opinions. And, you know, people were saying that they like that stuff. So we'll continue to talk about a lot of those leagues as well on the show. And, uh, of course, we still got you covered for DFS. Uh, for baseball, you can uh, check it out. And playffwc.com. You can hop into draft right now. Uh, different formats. We got a couple drafts tonight. We got a starter full season league that kicks off at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's thirty-five dollars to enter. Ten spots left in that one. And then there's a starter best ball league with 24 rounds, 90 second clock. That kicks off at 10:30 p.m. Eastern. So in that format, all you have to do is draft your team. That is it. You don't have to set your lineup. There's no ad drops. So it helps because sometimes. We get overwhelmed with all the leagues we're in. We you heard Dr. Otto talk about it in the first hour where he wasn't sure exactly. He thought he had $1,000 fab in that league, and it was 100 So we all play in different formats, and you have to know the league rules. And uh, sometimes when you do a multitude of drafts with different rules, it can get overwhelming, and we love to draft. But the maintenance of waiver wires Tuesday, Wednesday nights can be uh, a lot. So a way to alleviate that is getting a best ball draft where there's no maintenance and, yeah, there's definitely, you know, some risk because guys can get injured, but you can also get a lot of good value and potentially win money. So, to me, instead of doing mock drafts, the best preparation is basketball drafts, and you can do several of them. And, look, if you win one or two, you're going to make a profit. But it also, not only the money, it really helps prepare you for your real drafts. You know, you can look at ADP charts however you want, but until you're on the clock facing that decision – you know, that is really the key, and it's just like running a marathon. you got to get prepared for it. You don't just go out there and start running 20 miles day one. You have to slowly build up, and that's the best thing about a best ball draft. So uh, we got a lot of those. We got one tomorrow as well at 9 p.m. Eastern, so plenty of ways to get involved uh, here. Uh, there's online championships, world championships. I didn't even know until I went to my uh, – dashboard for the fantasy football world championships that there's a, a beat Adam Ronis league. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but there's a beat Adam Ronis online championship league live in Vegas already posted on Saturday, September 7th at 6 PM Eastern and 3 PM Pacific time. I'll obviously be out there in Vegas for the uh, play FFWC.com uh, world championships and be out there for the first week of the football season. So, I've been out there the last two years, uh, year one, didn't win the league. I won the league last year, even with uh, some injuries and relying on Rob Gronkowski as my tight end one, which I never do. I never take a tight end in the first two to three rounds. And last year, it was my last draft of the year. And I said, well, this might be Gronk's last year. What if he goes out and has a huge season? So I took him on the turn at 3-1 because I had the one pick and – uh, I knew it after. I'm like, why did I do this for? You know, that's what happens. The one thing that you have to be careful of is when you are in a multitude of leagues, you do tend to do something different. You have to be careful with that. You know, you still want to make the right pick. And, yeah, I know Gronk wasn't great, uh, and I had to fill in the gap for him a lot late in the year, uh, but I was able to to win that league. So there are six spots remaining in that one, uh, and that's – uh. Again, September 7th, live in Vegas. So it's always a good time. Uh, looking forward to that one. So if you're going to be out in Vegas or you want to get in a league with me and you haven't had the opportunity, well, head on out to Vegas at the Palms. And you could take me on live and in person. Who knows? Maybe I sit next to you. We talk some trash. But it's always a lot of fun out there. 
definitely looking forward to it. So that one takes place September 7th out in Vegas and uh, might be hopping in some more uh, depending on uh, the legalities with New Jersey. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to get a draft right now, head on over to playffwc.com. we got tons of different drafts. we got a lot to get to today here in the final hour. As I mentioned, Scott Fish, the organizer of the Fishbowl, he works at Fanball. He's going to join me in about 20 minutes or so. Well, less than 20 minutes. It'll be about 15 minutes. He'll join me. We'll talk about the origins of the Fishbowl, how you can contribute if you want to donate to Fantasy Cares, and about some of the early drafts going on. I'm involved in a draft right now. We talked a little bit about it in the first hour, but I'm going to give you my thoughts on how I built my team here in the Fishbowl as I'm currently on the clock. I'll make my pick on air when we return to this full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As a lot of people talking about Scott Fishbowl today, you can follow it on Twitter, hashtag SFB9, where you'll have Scott Fish, who put this together several years ago, and it's just grown 1,200 people in this, and he will join me in the next segment coming up at uh, 3.25 p.m. Eastern, and, you know, some people, uh, I'm posting my picks on Twitter, and some people have uh, crazy reaction because in my draft, Travis Kelsey went number one overall. And, you know, I think people who are familiar with this know the scoring format, so maybe you're not. So I'm going to go over it. So basically, it's weighted across positions. So it's not your typical draft because it really makes you think, and it really is making people decide, all right, what do I do? Because I don't think there's one strategy. We'll ask Scott Fish about it because I think you can go in a bunch of different directions. Uh, I don't think there's anything that's clear-cut. You know, a lot of times when we're talking about our high-stakes leagues, we generally have not – we don't take tight ends and quarterbacks early, and we really load up on running backs and receivers because in our format at the Fantasy Football World Championships, we have one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, tight end, two flex spots. So it makes a, a big difference there. And you'll see people wait on the quarterbacks. Now, this is more of a super flex league where we start one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and four flex spots. And again, you can flex a quarterback. You can flex a tight end. And the tight ends get a little bit more value in this format because they get an extra half point for a reception and a first down. So it's six points for a passing touchdown. You get five points for every 300 yards passing. So big bonuses there. Minus four for an interception. So, and if an interception is returned for a touchdown, minus two. You get a uh, half point for receptions. Uh, And again, tight ends get a full point. You also get a half point for a rushing first down, half point for receiving first down. And you also get bonuses. Uh, Receiving yards, you get five points for every 50. Rushing yards, you get five points for every 50. So, it does change it a little bit. And you're still seeing a lot of the players go in similar draft positions, but 
uh, there is a little bit of a variety. So I, I will talk about my league so far and what's happened here. Uh, so I had the two pick in my draft. I thought a running back would go in front of me. And it, I thought I was going to have to decide between Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I took Saquon Barkley in the FSGA league. And I've brought it up on the show. I do think there's some questions about him. You know, this is not a good Giants offense. And last year... They weren't very good either, and he still had a huge year. I mean, he's an explosive player. He can take it to the house any time, but, you know, no Odell Beckham, potential change at quarterback during the year does affect him a little bit. So I think in this format where you get the bonuses for the 50 yards rushing to 50 yards receiving, I just feel like McCaffrey and Zeke have a better shot of getting that on a week-to-week basis. I mean, you look at McCaffrey, uh, you know, he hit the 50 yards rushing almost every week. I think there was... There were four times that he did not get there uh, on the rushing side. On the receiving side, you know, he got there quite a bit. And even if he doesn't get there with the 50 yards, uh, he had six receiving touchdowns and the receptions that he gives you each week. I mean, 106 receptions last year. And you could say, well, he's probably not going to do that again. You know, it could have been a result of Cam Newton's sore shoulder. He had to check down a lot. You get a healthy Greg Olson, full year of DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. So, yeah, but either way, he's going to be a big part of this office. I just felt like he had a better chance to hit those bonuses, and he was uh, near the top in this scoring system last year. And that's what I always look to go back to because this is a different format as far as the scoring from last year. It has changed a little bit, especially with those bonuses. So I'll look at, okay, what was the results last year? And just because it happened last year does not mean it's going to happen again this year, but it gives you an idea of the player's value. So in this format last year with this scoring, Pat Mahomes was far and away the best scorer, which is not surprising. Uh, But we all know that it's going to be difficult for him to repeat that. So he was by far the highest scoring, uh, 35.9 points per game. Uh, By total points, McCaffrey was number two at 512. Now you could also say, well, will he repeat that? Gurley was third at 507. Ezekiel Elliott was fourth at 480.6. And Barkley was 459.6. So that indicated what my initial thoughts were like okay as good as Barkley was he has he is limited a little bit by this offense I mean Zeke scored more points than him last year remember Zeke did not have a big touchdown season and I think that changes this year so for me it was like I will take Zeke or McCaffrey with one of those picks I thought Barkley would go on although I've seen the picks are across uh seeing some of the other leagues they're all across the board I seen Kamara go on uh, I've seen Zico one in quite a few. Like we said, there's really no consensus here, and that's what I like about this. It's challenging. It makes you think. And even when you have discussions among people who are in this, you know, no one is sure where to go. You know, and it a lot depends on where you pick. So Travis Kelsey went number one overall in my league. I would not have done that. I understand it. Now, uh, Kelsey's ADP uh, in this right now and all the drafts that have taken place is fifth, and I think that's where I would consider him. He's gone as early as one, late as 11. So if I had the fifth pick, I that's where I would consider him. I still think you go those backs. Uh, Barkley, it looks like, is has an ADP of one. McCaffrey's two, Zeke is three. So I went McCaffrey, two, just because I think better shot of the 50-point bonuses, and he's still going to give you a high floor in receptions, and He's a big part of the offense. He showed he can hold up. So that's why I went McCaffrey there. Uh, when I came back, uh, we made 
this pick uh, on air, I, I thought Dr. Otto was going to agree with me. I thought it was a pretty easy call for me to come back in round two. And as the sixth receiver off the board, I took Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, I think 23, looking at uh, this ADP tool here, uh, that uh, it looks like, yeah, he's got an ADP of 22. The latest he's gone is 24. He's gone as early as 10. So I like getting Juju in that spot. There are a lot of running backs off the board. There were 12 running backs off the board by the time I made my pick late in round two. And, uh, you know, Juju just uh, had a monster season last year. Uh, even with Antonio Brown opposite him, you know, 106 receptions, 1389 receiving yards, six touchdowns. He had 156 targets. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's definitely going to go up. I don't know if it goes up that much. And we do have to see if he can, you know, handle the top coverage. But, I mean, he was dynamic last year. Big play receiver. And I think he'll get it done. The targets are going to be there. And uh, really like getting him there late second round. Uh, because I do think the wide receivers matter. And, you know, he hit that 50-yard bonus uh, every week except uh, four last year, it looks like. Let me see. He had one, two, three. Yeah, four games less than 50 yards, man. Just just to, to reach that 50-yard mark and get that five points is huge. And that's why I think these receivers are pretty valuable in this format, When especially when you're talking about a lot of these um, upper tier receivers where you know the volume is going to be there each week. I mean, in this format last year, Juju had some big games. He had a 49.9, a 43, a 30, a 39.1. It just gives you a huge floor each week. So uh, I expect Juju, Juju to have another good year. I thought it was an easy pick for me. I mean, it could be wrong. Uh, I am not going to be the one that, that takes the quarterbacks early. I just feel like you kind of judge the, the flow of the draft. And looking at this draft so far, I kind of have a sense that people are going to wait on quarterbacks. Now, I think we are going to get into a sweet spot of a quarterback run somewhere in the third to fourth round. Uh, we are now 27 picks into my draft, and two quarterbacks have gone. Patrick Mahomes went ninth overall, and then Deshaun Watson went uh, in the middle of round two. And I thought about taking Andrew Luck in round three, but ultimately I went with Antonio Brown. Uh, after taking Juju, Nick Chubb and Mike Evans went on the turn. And I thought about those two. Those were the three picks in consideration outside of the quarterback were Chubb, Evans, and Antonio Brown. And I went with Antonio Brown. Now, you know, there's definitely some concern Antonio Brown playing with Derek Carr, but he's going to get the volume. They paid him a lot of money, even if he's not as efficient. Even if the touchdowns go down, which I expect they do, he's going to get the targets. They're going to force feed him the football. So... Uh, I do expect maybe the numbers to come down a little bit. Uh, he had 168 targets last year, just like Juju as well, and 104 receptions. I don't see 15 touchdowns, but to get him as my wide receiver two in round three, uh, I think that was a good spot there. So I'll talk more about this draft later on in the show. But when we return, I'll be joined by Scott Fish of Fanbowl and the creator of the Fishbowl. We'll get some background, and you can find out how you can donate to Fantasy Cares. That's all ahead. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. If you are serious about fantasy football, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, Best ball and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Joining me now is a busy man today, so we thank him for taking out some time. It is Scott Fish, works at Fanball, also created the Scott Fish Bowl in year nine, you can follow it on Twitter, hashtag SFB9, as you see people tweeting out about their drafts. Scott, thanks for taking the time. How are you today? Oh, busy. I'm very, very busy today, but I'm, I'm uh, always happy to come on. Well, let's uh, give some background here on this league for people who are not familiar. Uh, how did you start this, and how has it grown to such an epic level where we have 1,200 people in it this year? Oh man! Well, I started in 2010 as a just a reader league for for the site, the website, the festival website that I ran at the time. Uh, a couple of years later, I closed those doors, needed to give it a new name, and and Twitter pretty much came up with uh, the fishbowl, and uh, it pairs well with my last name. So, uh, it, and it's just grown year after year since then. I, I basically just reached out to you know industry analysts to play in it, and once industry analysts want to play other industry analysts will see those people playing and be like okay i'll play and it just kind of steamrolled to the point where now we have a 1200 team league and 12,000 people signed up to play in it this year which is just i it's so surreal to me yeah i don't even know how you're able to sort through all of it that sounds like a full-time job in itself and you obviously have to narrow it down so that might have been a difficult process just alone even before setting up the league yeah, it it takes it takes hours upon uh, dozens of hours per week on top of my regular job. Luckily, my regular job is is fantasy football, so so it's uh, it's not too bad. It's 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 a labor of love. It's fun to do. There's a lot of work though. And a big part of what you do is for charity uh, with Fantasy Cares, and obviously there's been a huge response to that. So if people want to get involved in that, how can they? And you know how how has the response been so far? Yeah, it's it's been great. Yeah, the the backbone of this league is is the fantasycares.net uh, project we got going on alongside it. The, the charitable aspect. We buy toys for kids every Christmas. We get, we give to other uh, charities as well, like Coats for Kids, uh, the campfire last year um, uh, when Hurricane Irma hit two years ago. We've uh, National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. We've given to other charities, but the back the most of it is uh, for Toys for Tots. You can help out there at fantasycares.net. Um, I always 
I always recommend people consider adding a charitable element to whatever they do, especially fantasy leagues. Maybe take one of those entry fees, give it to charity, any charity. It doesn't have to be mine, but give it to any charity. Or maybe have the winner, you know, give uh, a small portion of those winnings to, to, to a charity. I think it's a, it's a good thing for people to get in the habit of doing. Now, there's not a huge dollar amount for people to win. Many people in the industry playing in so many leagues. Are you surprised that so many people have been welcoming and excited to be in this league? Like, everyone's tweeting about it. You know, there there really isn't much here except bragging rights. Obviously, we want to contribute to charity. But are you surprised that so many people have taken their time out and are eager to participate in this? I am consistently surprised every year. It's It's gotten to the point where you pretty much can't name a fantasy analyst that doesn't play in this league anymore. Um and I think that goes along with once, you know, some of them see others doing it, they, you know, they want to jump in and, and it just steamrolls. But, uh, yeah, the, <laughs> there's some uh, there's prizes that are donated from, from various sites around the industry, but I, I think it's almost almost entirely bragging rights and uh, being part of something that's maybe bigger than themselves, that, that, that charity aspect that uh, it's also about, you know, connecting the community and networking with people you might not know and, and uh, bringing the community closer together. And I think, I think people see that and want to be a part of that as well. Talking to Scott Fish, he's the originator of the Scott Fish Bowl, which obviously is getting a lot of buzz and hype today. You can follow some of the picks on Twitter, hashtag SFB9. And what you've done here is the scoring format is a lot different. It's uh, weighted for each position to kind of even things out. What has been the response with that? Because people are so used to a certain way, and I've noticed this over years in fantasy football leagues. People don't like change. So this is a lot different. This is outside people's comfort zone. So what has been the response here with the different scoring format? You know, crazily, it's, it's been nothing but positive. Uh, last, the last couple of years, I've worked very, very hard to make a balanced, incredibly balanced scoring systems where – you can employ, employ any strategy you want, you know, any kind, of, any kind of draft strategy you want, and come out of the draft pretty happy. I mean, this one this year has super flex, which makes quarterbacks more valuable. It's got tight end premiums, which make tight ends more valuable. It's got points for first down, which makes running backs more valuable, and PPR aspect gives wide receivers a boost, not to mention you can start up to eight of them. So uh, it, you can really do whatever you want with your draft and come out and rationalize, reason, reason with yourself that you've had a good draft, and I think that makes people happy. Uh, the, the element we added this year, to it's a video game theme, so we ended, added these, these throwback old-school milestone bonuses of getting five extra points for 50 yards rushing or receiving um, and uh, five extra points for 300 yards passing. It's, it's such a throwback to, to the old-school days, and... It, it didn't upset the balance too much. It just it just added a fun layer, um, and I think people are excited to play playing something that they are just not used to. I think a lot of these analysts are so used to these cookie cutter leagues that they're doing projections for, they're doing mock drafts for, they're doing you know breeder leagues for that. This is so out of their scope that they really enjoy it. I need to double check your math here to make sure I'm not wrong. You could say, you said you could start up to eight wide receivers. I have it as seven. It because could be seven. It could be okay. seven. I might have misspoken. It's all <laughs> right. I know it. Yeah. Because I, I, like, I put everything down. I like to do stuff pen and paper, and uh, I wrote mm-hmm. it down, and I see four flex spots. So 
Okay, just checking because yep. I see 11 starters. But um, you are yeah, correct. I, I was all right. I good. was doing shows up until about 1:30 a.m. last night, so I'm that a little bit tired fine. today. I have. We're giving you a pass here. I'm just double checking to make sure that I am uh, sane here. Uh, but yeah, I've I've played in a couple of formats with different scoring. Like over the years, I've played in a lot of leagues with Fantasy Taz, and he had this league called Utter Chaos, and it really was Utter Chaos. And I I did well in that league. I kind of still haven't figured out your league yet, but. I've had discussions with Dr. Otto and Scott Atkins for full-time fantasy. They're asking me, like, what's your strategy? I don't think there's a set strategy here. Have you kind of figured something out? You don't have to give it away, but this is your format. Do you say, okay, this is my strategy, and I think it's going to work? Or are you even at a loss because there's so many different ways you can go in this format? Yeah, I'm I'm generally at a loss, just like just like most people. I, I kind of let – every draft is so different. I kind of let it just – just uh, just come to me. Outside of a year where I was really injury stricken, I, I've had some really good years. Last year I drafted Luck and Mahomes and Kittle and Ertz and, and a bunch of really good I, – I almost well, – I was very close to winning the league last year. So I, I, I feel like I've done a good job with my strategies, but I don't think there's any one right way. I think you can build it however you want. And, and when the draft comes, I'm just like everybody else. I, I don't really know – exactly what way I'm going to go until a few rounds in. What pick do you have in your draft, and what selections have you made so far? Uh, I have the back corner in this one, and <laughs> I debated a lot, but I ended up, because tight ends get such a premium, I ended up taking Kittle and Ertz, uh, just doubled up on them there. Kelsey was already gone. Uh, I'm not sure it was the right move, and I don't feel the confidence in it at all, but... Uh, I, I think part of me just wanted to wanted to try it. I think in a league where you have to beat 11, 1199 other people, you gotta you gotta take some risky moves. And I, I thought that that's the kind of thing that might just pay off. Yeah, in my draft, uh, the owner at twelve did the same thing. He double tapped with Kittle and Ertz on the turn. So I think you're seeing those tight ends go pretty early. Pretty much, they're all three of them are going in the top. 15 because of the premium uh, put on tight end. So you're seeing that quite a bit. I want to get your thoughts on my draft. I was picking from the two spot. I started off Christian McCaffrey, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Antonio Brown. Oh, wow. That's a a really good draft so far. Christian McCaffrey is the guy I would have drafted if I had the 101. I think he's the best player in this format. Uh, Antonio Brown, I mean, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown, I mean, they, they could easily be both be wide receiver ones. Right? That's a really good draft, just three in. What pick did you have? Top four, obviously. Two. Two overall. Oh, two. Okay, sure. Yeah, in my draft, Travis Kelsey went number one overall. I, I thought a running back would go there, and I thought I looked at last year's scoring, and McCaffrey was number two in total points, and the way I look at it is because of that 50-yard bonus, I think of those top running backs, I think he has a better shot to reach that 50 in rushing and receiving each week than a Barkley or even a Zeke. That's exactly how I feel. That's why he would, he would have been my 101 in this format as well. I'm, I'm completely with you on that. And with Juju and, and Brown, I think that they're both going to hit that 50-yard mark a lot this year for that extra bonus. I, I, think, I think you've made some really safe, not just safe, but high-ceiling guys as well, picks for your first three. Yeah, and 27 picks in, we've seen two quarterbacks go. So even in a super flex league, I figured that people are going to wait. I actually 
thought about Andrew Luck there, but I did not feel good doing it. So, Scott, I know you have a busy day, man, and it's a great thing that you do, not only for the charity, but you've also brought a whole industry together. People are meeting new people, so I commend you on the job you have done, and thanks for putting this together for everyone in the industry. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Adam. No problem, man. Good luck, and hopefully the day is smooth for you. That is Scott Fish. You can follow the Scott Fishbowl on social media, hashtag SFB9. I'll talk more about my team when we return on Full-Time Fantasy. Are you? Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here, it is full-time fantasy sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, it's time to get ready for fantasy football. You should have started already, but if you didn't, no problem. We have you covered. Fulltimefantasy.com. Just use the promo code RONIS50. You'll get 50% off your first two months. You'll get access to my rankings. A lot of people have been asking me about it this week. So uh, if you want them. They should be up shortly on the site, and uh, I have articles coming out. I have draft recaps, looking at an online championship league uh, in our format, which is really good, especially if you have never played in the high-stakes leagues and you want to get in. We'll have a lot of tools. We'll have ADP high lows. We'll have draft reviews, so it's really good. And even if you decide you don't want to do it, which you should if you're listening to the show and you're a subscriber, we can help you out to dominate in your home leagues. So become a member today, fulltimefantasy.com. Again, promo code RONIS50 gets you 50% off the first two months. I'll have an article on a player who I think is overvalued. He's going in round three of a lot of drafts, so that article should be out. And head on over to playffwc.com and hop in a draft today. we got a starter full season draft tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, a starter best ball draft at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, and we also online championships, world championships, best ball, whatever it is, different price points, different formats. Got a ton of drafts pretty much every day until the start of the season. And as I mentioned, uh, there's a uh, Beat Adam Ronis Online Championship League live in Vegas September 7th at the Palm. So if you plan to be out there, you think you're better than me, you want to take me down, come bring it. Uh, two years ago, didn't win it. Last year, I won it. So I'm going to win it again. So if you think you're good enough, you're going to be in Vegas. You want to hang out at the draft table with me. Talk some trash. Our draft last year went lightning fast. I mean, it was insane. They they thought it might have been one of the quickest drafts ever. I mean, it really, really went fast. So uh, let's uh, let's do it again. Let's have a lot of fun. So head on over and uh, join me at the Palms. First weekend of the fantasy football season. We'll draft. We'll have fun. We'll drink. We'll watch football. Definitely a good time. Talking today a lot about the Scott Fishbowl. Again, uh, you can follow uh, the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag SFB9. And again, this is for a really good cause. And it really just shows how great the fantasy industry, specifically the fantasy football industry is, that all the analysts in there, fans participating. And it's for a good cause. You know, we do want to win money. And obviously here, uh, as a, someone, a company who runs the high stakes leagues, you know, getting those big prizes is a lot of fun. But the bottom line is... You know, fantasy football 
there are several reasons to play. One is obviously the big money you can win, uh, the competition. We all are huge sports fans, and we've always wanted to run our own teams. Here we get the opportunity to do it, the competition, and meeting new people. I mean, that's the one thing here. There's a lot of people in this Scott Fishbowl that I don't know with 1,200 people. So you're obviously going to get to meet new people, and that's the one thing that's been great about the fantasy industry. I've made a ton of friends just from this industry, from people listening to radio shows and meeting them and just people in the industry, uh, a lot of good people, and that's what it's about. It's uh, great to be in an industry like that. So it's a lot of fun. It's for a good cause, and uh, also helps, you know, give you guys some strategy on how to win. And, you know, I, I don't know how much you can take away from this. Uh, well, you know, player analysis, I think, helps when we break down the players. But this draft board is going to be a lot different than your home league, and maybe you play in a wacky scoring system, this could help, but it just really makes you think. Uh, so I had the number two overall pick in my league. Travis Kelsey went number one overall, and I know you're sitting there going, what? That is nuts, because I've gotten that response a little bit on Twitter, and that's why we talk specifically about this format. Uh, tight ends are highly valued in this league because you get an extra half point per first down. You get an extra half point per reception. So the elite tight ends are obviously going to go very early in this draft. Now, maybe this guy wins it all, and maybe he has the right strategy. Uh, I would have not taken Travis Kelsey number one. The earliest I would consider him in this format is five. Uh, Kelsey did have a, a really good year in this format last year, 103 receptions, 1,336 yards, and 10 total touchdowns on 150 targets. And obviously, there could be you know, maybe more if Tyreek Hill is suspended. We're not sure. A lot of speculation is it could be four games. If it's eight, then yeah, Kelsey gets a boost and a – high-scoring offense with Pat Mahomes at quarterback. So, yes, there is a big gap between those tight ends, but you're paying a high-premium cost for him at number one. I mean, to me, just like you see in your regular redraft leagues, it's got to be those top four running backs, uh, especially since uh, the versatility. And uh, so Kelsey goes one, and for me, I thought I was going to have to decide between McCaffrey or Zeke, uh, but this is why I always say, you know, they'll come in with a preset plan to be flexible. So I went Christian McCaffrey at two. As I mentioned, I just think of those running backs, he has the best path to reaching uh, the bonus. And again, I will repeat this probably numerous times for a reason. And I know people, when they hear me say, they're like, oh, come on, that's so basic. You got to know your league rules and scoring format because every league is different. And especially in this format, you really got to pay attention. And we get bonus points. So for every 50 yards rushing, five points. Every 50 yards receiving, five points. To me, when I look at these running backs, I feel like McCaffrey has the best path to reach those numbers week in, week out. If you look at what he did last year, he failed to reach 50 yards rushing four times. So four times out of 16 games, well, 15 games because we don't count week 17. So four out of 15. So that means 11 out of 15 weeks, he got a five-point bonus in rushing. And on the receiving side, he got their uh, nine times. Nine times. So that's a huge, huge bonus. And he was second in total points in this format last year. So that's why I gave McCaffrey the edge because I really do think it's close between all four of those running backs. In the draft that he did at the FSGA where McCaffrey went one, I took Barkley two. I do think Barkley gets... Maybe I'm wrong. I think he does get hurt a little bit in, in this format uh, with this Giants offense. Uh, you know, if you look at those top four running backs, he is in the worst offense. And he reached the 
50-yard rushing mark eight times in this format, but there were games where you had 28, 44, 48, 43, 38, 31, 43. So it's a lot of weeks where he didn't get there, and that would be my big concern. Now, on the receiving side, he got there, wow, six times, man. Look at the receiving numbers for Barkley after the bye. Four for 33, two for 10 and a touch, seven for 41 and a touch, three for 21, four for 27, four for 25, five for 34. Now, you could say maybe it was a rookie wall. Now, he is very explosive, and, uh, you know, he, he's capable of these big runs. But, again, I just think that you have to look at the potential downside, and I think in that Giants offense, it hurts him. Not saying he's a bad pick, but we really have to look at things under a microscope when we're comparing these top backs. So the draft started Kelsey, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, Connor, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. So, wow, ton of running backs going off the board. Pat Mahomes went ninth overall. I understand it's a super flex. I just cannot do it myself uh, in that first round there. And you're hoping Mahomes has a – you don't need him to do what he did last year, even if he regresses just a little bit. You know, he could still have a big year, but just not going to pay for it at that point. I, I, I would have went, I think, one of the tight ends in that spot. DeAndre Hopkins went 10 Joe Mixon, 11. And as I mentioned previously, on the turn, George Kittle and Zach Ertz. And we heard Scott Fish. He also did that in his league. And look, if it pans out and they do what they did last year, it'll work big time. You know, I did take George Kittle in a tight end premium league that FFChamps.com invitational we did. Because uh, in that league, you had to start two tight ends. And I was picking late. So I did it there. You know, I do think in a league where you start one tight end, uh, you know, he's a little bit overvalued. But in this format, I do agree that you might have to do something different, especially if you're trying to beat 1,200 overall. I don't think I would do it. I would take one tight end if I was in that spot. If it was me, I'd probably go one tight end and then a receiver is the way I would go. Because I do think the receivers, especially the elite ones, where you don't know that there's a good chance they're going to get 50 yards every week, they're pretty valuable in this format. And like we said, we could start up to seven of them. So I would have done that. But, hey, I don't know what is the correct strategy. You know, when you play in similar scoring formats year after year, you can come up with a really good plan because you know it's worked year after year. This is a different scoring format. Uh, each year in the fishbowl, the scoring has changed. So this might work. And a lot's going to depend on the later picks. You know, the key is for me, you know, who's the George Kittle of this year? That's what you need to find in this draft. That tight end that goes off now. I did. I wrote an article last year saying George Kittle was the target at tight end, and I don't even think I got him in most drafts. If you remember, he had an injury towards the end of training camp. But I remember in my home league, I wanted to take Kittle, and then I said, "Yeah, he's got this injury. I don't know." And I passed on him, and obviously it was a mistake. Uh, I think I went David Njoku and. He was good, but he was not even close to Kittle. So I think that's the key this year is, you know, you need to find that Kittle. And, and that's going to be the difference in this draft. There's the mid to late round picks who hit. Of course, the waiver wire, if you got Philip Lindsay after week one last year, that was a home run pick. That helps you win the league. So we do focus here on the first few rounds. You really want to get that high base, uh, especially like where we're starting 11. There's no kickers or defense in this format. You really want to have your early picks just give you a solid foundation and then find those players that break out or surpass value in a major way in the mid to late round. So I think there's just a variety of ways you can go 
in this format. So after Ertz goes with the first pick around two, Julio Jones goes, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams. Todd Gurley goes as the RB9. Look, I'm just not taking him. I'm extremely worried about Gurley this year. I know you could say, well, if he just gets, uh, even if the touches diminish a little bit, he can still be productive. I'm worried about that knee. I mean, the team basically benched him in the playoffs and then went out and drafted a running back in the third round. There's got to be concerns about this knee, and he's not going to do any offseason activity. We won't see him in the preseason. So I can't invest that second-round pick. A lot of people are looking at it and saying, oh, it's value for a guy who was in this format third in scoring and total points last year. But to me, there's a lot of red flags. And even if you say, well, he's still going to get goal line carries. I mean, he scored 21 total touchdowns last year. You can't expect that again. So uh, if if Gurley made it back to me, I would not take him. You know, he's a guy right now that I just don't feel comfortable taking, especially with the news that's going on. Our second quarterback went off the board with the sixth pick around two. That's Deshaun Watson. I think Watson's going to have a great year. Uh, he should be super safe in this format. Even though he was sacked like 62 times last year, uh, still had a, a big year. And, you know, he gives you those rushing yards as well. 485 yards on the ground last year with the four touchdowns. 26 touchdowns, nine picks, 3,931 yards. And there were a lot of weeks where he didn't even attempt a lot of passes, man. You know, look at it. He went a stretch. This is unbelievable. From week six to week 12, that included a bye. He had 25 pass attempts or fewer in each of those weeks. Uh, I don't expect to see that this year. I think it should open up more. He only had 470 pass attempts. A lot of it, too. Remember, he didn't have Kiki QT and Will Fuller for a good portion of the season. So he never really had his full array of weapons. It was rare that he had that. So I'm fine with that pick there. I wouldn't have done it myself. I'm going to wait on quarterback. Then we saw people just taking running backs. Marlon Mack, RB10, pick seven around two, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook. So there were several teams in this draft, four teams that started RB, RB. Uh, as I've said before, I am not going to overvalue that RB2 position. We only have to start two. I got an elite one. So I'm not going to say, oh, I got to get an RB2. They're drying up. And I do think some of the pass catching running backs are a little bit valuable in this format, you know, especially if they can get you, you know, four or five catches and 50 receiving yards. They reach that bonus in a given week. That's really going to be a benefit. So we'll be talking a lot about this draft the rest of the week. Uh, is it's definitely a good way to get you into fantasy football if you haven't started. When we return, we'll wrap it up. We'll look at some, some MLB news and the All-Star Game lineups. That's ahead right here. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis wrapping it up here in the final segment as we are in the All-Star break. But a little baseball news for those that are gearing up for the second half. Jose Alvarado left the game over the weekend. He has an oblique strain, and he is going to be out six to eight weeks. So just when he returned and you thought he would close, 
he gets hurt, so he goes down, and I had him in a 12-team online championship league. I cut him. I'm not going to wait two months. Uh, you know, when does he come back in potentially September? So you're not going to get much out of him. So no IL spots. I think you can cut him. Uh, we did see Emilio Pagan get a save yesterday against the Yankees, and he looked impressive. So he's probably the guy to own for now. Diego Castillo might be a guy you could pick up for cheap and stash him in the hopes that maybe he gets some save opportunities. We've obviously seen the Rays kind of mix and match at that closure position. I know Castillo struggled before going on the injured list, but he was dealing with a shoulder injury, so maybe that was possible. Uh, Colin Posh has also pitched well, so he could be in the mix. I mean, again, they could mix and match, but it looks like Pagan, I would say, is first in line right now. Uh, Jonathan LaCroix, that was a terrible home plate collision yesterday. If you saw Jake Marisnik, uh barreling over Jonathan LaCroix, and he has a concussion and a fractured nose. So it was pretty bad. He's going to visit a doctor later this week once the swelling goes down to determine what is next for that fracture. But he's going to be out a while and uh, just a, a brutal play. And we don't see that much anymore with the changes in the rules. Marcus Stroman is going to throw a bullpen session on Friday. If it does go well, he will start Sunday against the Yankees. He's been out with a pectoral cramp, but it looks like they're uh, just playing it safe. And uh, Stroman has had a really good year so far, 3.180 RA uh, in 18 starts this year. Christian Yelich was supposed to be in the home run derby tonight, but he will not participate. He said it was due to his back issue, but he is in the starting lineup and playing in the All-Star game tomorrow leading off. I think it's best for his owners that he's not in this all in the home run derby. You don't want to risk it, and the Brewers need him for the second half. That wraps it up here. We'll be back Tuesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. Check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.